This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Fiance WTF podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiance. I am Nadia, and with me is my co host, Lon. Hey, everybody. Happy 2022. Hope you're all having a wonderful year so far. <laughs> yeah, happy belated New Year, if there's such a thing. Yeah. Sorry, we've been away for a while. We just took a break to enjoy the holidays and to recover from it. But glad right. to be back and to be recording again. So hope there are people still listening to us. <laughs> Lon, shall we get started? I think we kind of have to cover, I don't know, maybe three, four episodes that we didn't cover. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, shall we start with Kim and Usman? Okay. So... Well, <laughs> We already covered that, you know, for at least on my end, that I definitely think Usman is predatory in Mm. a way that he's preying on these women, that there's definitely a type here that he has going. So I think he's leading her on. Mm -hmm. I don't know how how you feel about that. I think he's leading her on. So let's catch everybody up. So she's going to Tanzania as the potential girlfriend. Like, I guess she has to prove herself to him. And I really don't know what that's about. If he's into her, then why does he have to prove himself? Or why does she have to prove himself to him? And I know he has very good reason. He just got out of a marriage with uh, BGL. But like, at the same time, why are you doing this then? She's coming here to meet you. And I, I know why. I know why. It's for the MacBook Pro and the PS5. And the PlayStation 5. I was going to say that. I'm like, oh, no. And she got the honeymoon suite. I know. Like, and he didn't put out. I feel bad for her. Like, okay. Here, here, <laughs> but here's the thing. That's on her, though. That's on her. If somebody was like, we're not super serious, you could be. You know what I mean? You, you could be. Let's, let's feel it out. She's not there to see if she's a potential girlfriend. She's there to get it. She has eyes on the prize, y'all. If she's got a MacBook Pro, a PlayStation 5, and a Honeymoon Suite. She means she, business. Yeah, and she's saying, you're not going to stay the night? Like, no. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. she wants she something in return. means business. Yeah, no, yeah. this is not potential girlfriend stuff. This is like, no, you're my man. Like, let's seal the deal. So she is aiming for the bleachers or whatever. What, what is that? Like, what's, I don't know, like, sports. Swinging um, for the fence. Thingy is swinging for the fences or whatever. Yeah. yeah like. <laughs> she's going all out i'm not surprised because she was ex-military so she's like no joke right she says she can kill people with yeah. her hands yeah <laughs> so when Army, she wants to get I it yeah. yeah yeah so when she wants to get it she will get it i think if i were her i wouldn't buy his love yeah but i can see why she did that so it's her nature to be aggressive because she's like what do i have to lose let me go get it you know let me right 
let me go for it. Go big or go home, right? I think it's her way of putting her best foot forward. And I can right. see it too, right? Like if positions were switched or if I was in her shoes and the, and the tables were turned, mm-hmm. I could see myself kind of putting my best foot forward, but I don't think I would do it like that. I don't think I would go all out like that. I wouldn't too, yeah. It's, it's a bit too suggestive, like to get the honeymoon suite and she was even coming on to him like super aggressive when he opened the PlayStation 5. It was either PlayStation 5 or the MacBook. She goes, are you going to sleep with that instead of me? Or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to sleep with that that instead of me. I was like, what? And while he was opening the gifts, she was like, damn, that's like girlfriend status right there. And I was just cringing. I was like, no, (laughs) no. Like, I mean, like, can you flirt a little bit? Can you like ease into this? I think she's just coming on a little bit too strong. And it's one, I think it's going to hurt her in the end because she's getting super attached like right from the beginning and when somebody says oh especially someone like Usman is like oh you're just a potential blah 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 you really got to be more careful and more guarded with your heart he's probably got ladies lined up Mm -hmm. as she likes to brag he's international superstar or whatever she likes to call him right international superstar (laughs) yeah or singer rapper What's the new song? I don't even know. Um, or something like. Shoot. It's a name of a girl. Yeah. It's the name of a girl. And it's not her. It's not her. Is it Zara or something? I thought it was Zara or something like that. I didn't write it down. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the female rapper that they had dinner? Not dinner. I think they caught up over cocktails or something. One that they met. Yeah. I wish I took better notes. I thought it was like Sean. Shanti? I, I thought it was Shanti, but now I'm thinking of like hip hop abs. <laughs> yeah, listeners, I'm sorry I forgot as well, but I'm surprised that meeting turned out okay. Like that chick really was very personable and she was able to take it. I think like she handled herself well, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Because it could have turned sour mm-hmm. really quickly because of the way Kimbali Kim- Kimbali. Kim- <laughs> came off right like she was very mad that oh why am i here like why do i here and then like i think the rapper she was so friendly she was like kicking it with them and she made it all about them rather than right you know the business she wasn't judgmental she was super polite she tried to make i want to say she tried to make Kim feel more comfortable about the professional relationship, right? right? Like, oh, that's nice. How do you like know each other? Oh, that's great. And I'm like, see, and she's cool. And and Kim's over here like, well, Kim's over here throwing an attitude before she arrives. And and she was super cool, right? Like that was the right move for her. I feel because she knows she's going to be on American TV. Yeah. I wouldn't just say American. Like this is international show. I mean, this is popular in the in the UK, in Australia and all that. So she knows she has to put her best foot forward. So yeah. I'm glad that she presented her own, herself well. For her own personal brand too. She yeah, has totally she has a reputation too. She's also an artist who takes her business seriously. Yeah. You know, I think if anything, I think Usman should take it more seriously. Usman moves differently. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe I don't know her Shanti or whatever. I don't know if she's got other things going on, but she doesn't seem like the type that would go on like a 90 day fiance thing and to get some clout. Whereas Usman and no judgment, like Usman has to do what he's got to do to get that exposure. 
to better his life. Like he just moves differently. Right? Yeah. But guess um, what? Because she's on this show, people will be curious and try to check her out on Spotify, yeah. which is already a win for her. Yeah. Just like 50 minutes and she's already winning. Right. You know, right. no drama, but still winning. I figured before we can move on, I just want to announce that recently Kim's mom passed away. <sighs> it's a you know tragic news that just came out recently prior to our recording. So whoever's listening, moment of silence for Kim's mom. This is very tragic. Also reminiscence of Angela's mom in mm-hmm. a way because I don't know if this happened while you know while kim was away but i think because this is recent maybe it was when she was back in the u.s Mm -hmm. so hopefully she got to spend time before her mom passing so right yeah obviously our heart goes out to kim and her family so right our condolences so i actually i did write a note her name is shauna ree Shaunery, got it. Shaunery, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. And okay. Kim was really defensive about. So my final note on this mm-hmm. was that if she's the potential mm-hmm. girlfriend or she wants to be a potential girlfriend, then part of that girlfriend test is whether or not you can still be accepting of his professional relationships. Mm-hmm. He's going to be working with attractive people. Of course. A, a lot of attractive, successful people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're going to be music video dancers or music artists or celebs in that country who are very beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And not even that, just even fans. You have mm-hmm. to be able to put up with his fans. Yeah. You can't be like, well, that's my man. And and, and, and you can't have fans. So, <laughs> you know, you have to be able <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So basically not do a BGL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's what comes with dating the an territory. artist. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. So I thought we can move on to Big Boobies Memphis. <laughs> and, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hamza, who defied his mom and <sighs> slept in her room with her and I guess yeah. just sleeping. Lon, what do you think about that? I feel like whose fault is that if we want to assign blame, not that we're about pointing fingers here, but just to kind of zoom in on this particular scene, who is in the wrong here? Because that, well, (laughs) I have to say, I'll admit that at first, I feel like it was Hamza, but then I was also thinking Memphis kind of put the pressure on him to sleep with her. And of course, he's going to take it. But had Memphis abide by his mom's rules, I think she could have waited and possibly get a hotel later on to have, you know, sexy time. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's both of them to be blamed because they both went against the mom's wishes. And I just feel bad for the mom because she's very patient. Like you can tell that she was putting up a strong front. Even though she's not happy, and then that... she cried. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just yeah. that. The reason I blame Hamza, so they're both responsible, mm-hmm. but the thing is, it's under his mom's roof, and it was his mom's wishes. Yeah. Now, if Memphis was in that position, and if it was Memphis's parents' roof that they were under, and, and Memphis's parents with those wishes, you know, what I mean, then it's up to you, one, to respect your parents wishes especially when you're under their roof and that's kind of where i'm going with that right like 
yeah, she could pressure all she wants and she can do all these things. But like at the end of the day, it was Hamza's mom's wish and they're staying in her place. Yeah. So like Memphis can seduce and all this stuff and guilt trip and all this stuff all she wants. But dude, Hamza, that was your, that's your mom and you're living under her place. That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it when I was living with my parents, but that's just how it goes. Right. And if I was a guest in someone's house, that's the thing. Their parents said this, said some things I would have to respect their parents' wishes. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, Memphis is a guest. If she took the offer to stay with them, she should at least respect the fact that she should be abiding by the mom's rules, which is why, like, like I say, I kind of am more inclined to blame it on her as opposed mm-hmm. to Hamza. But I think at the end of the day, it's the, both of them violated the rules and disrespected the mom like that. And I just feel bad for the mom. And she's, you know, like I said, she put up a, a brave front. She's trying to be a trooper about it. Right. I was disappointed with Memphis, if anything. And I know I should put the blame on the men as well. But I just feel like as someone visiting, you should respect your... That's true. You know, as a guest, you should respect your host. The host. Yeah. That's the etiquette of being a guest in someone's home. Right. Because you're staying there for free. Yeah. And if the mom already made it clear that, hey, I need my son to sleep outside, then you should be in line with her rules and... Maybe and tell Hamza that hey look I respect your mom's rules let's postpone sexy time maybe we can book a hotel we can take a short trip later on or something and I think do what I don't know if Ziet did it in his parents homes I, mm. I can't I can't remember maybe they did because I think Rebecca stayed in his room or you know they both slept on the same bed so yeah it's yeah like you say etiquette like, where is the respect? While we're on the topic of the mom, I think of the three of them, she's the most interesting. I really like the mom. Yeah. Um, in the previous episode, Hamzo was explaining the story of like, I guess his father had like left. And I think yep. for another woman, right? Yeah. So, and in his culture, he even said that his mom had lost value. Be- his mom had lost value. Yeah. It's a very because the dad walked away, right? Right. It's very patriarchal, and And she couldn't find it. She couldn't find a job because of how they viewed the mom. So, props that under that society where she couldn't find a job, she had lost her value as as a human being, apparently, or as a woman, and she was still able to raise Hamza under these conditions. Yeah, and the sister. And the sister, right? To me, that's just such an interesting backstory Mm -hmm. to build up for the mom. And I wish that Memphis could have done some homework and tried to learn the language. Cause I think there's a lot to identify with had Memphis done that, like done the work mm-hmm. they could have communicated better. So one, I think this is going to be a train wreck because the only things they know how to say are sexy time, right? Sexy yeah. time and a few English language. And it's, and it's always lost in translation. Even yeah. when she's like, tell your mom this. And then the mom was like, tell Memphis this. Even his translations are like, eh, that's not exactly right. nailing it, right? Yeah. But I think Memphis could have empathized 
with the mom. Yeah, more she's about, a single mom too. Yes, about her concerns for yeah. her son and her children because because of the experience she went through. And I'm like, look, if this language barrier wasn't there, I think they could find some common ground about why this is important. What do you think of that scene where the mom was teaching her how to, um, how do you call it, like descale the fish and remove all the the gills and bones and Memphis was struggling with it. And she was saying like, well, if this is how Memphis cook, my son would starve. Yeah. And I was like, dude, your son was starved because he's unemployed. <laughs> he's yeah. unemployed. He's living off his mom. Yeah, I don't know. If the plan is to come back to America, there's other things. There's other ways to get to get food and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to, well, not to, I, I don't think I've ever tried it to descale a fish properly. I've seen it done myself, but I don't know if I've ever actually, actually done it. Yeah, I guess living in the US, we're all spoiled because the fish that we get, they are usually right. fillets, right? They're already descale. I mean, I'm guilty because I just bought black cod and I told the butcher to descale my cod, remove the black scale. <laughs> like, yeah. And he looked at me funny. He was like, so, "You mean take out the skin? You you don't want the the black skin? Like is the chicharron of the fish?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Um, so no, I just don't have the tool to like descale it." Yeah. <laughs> like, I just took a shortcut. But anyway, it's a hack. If you make friends with your supermarket butcher. He might help you with that. He'll do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about their sexy time and how Memphis is like, hey, dude. That seems to be quick. <laughs> that seems to be the theme of this episode is is how bad of a lay the, the, the men are in, the men are, <laughs> in this <yeah>. season. <laughs> the men are performing really badly or under, underperforming. Underperforming or... in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. I just feel like it's like a backhanded compliment, right? You remember what Hamza told the producer? He said it was because she's too hot Hamza's or she's so too sexy. sexy. Yeah, that yeah, he can't control yeah. himself and he hasn't done it for months or something or for years and it's understandable. So I always cringe when people go really detailed into the sex life. I mean, I just feel like that's kind of like that window that I don't want to peek into, but yeah. Oh, this is trash TV after all, right? Dumpster fire yeah. <laughs> So I can talk about sex for, I don't know. I can keep talking about sex. That's the thing. What I mean is this could be a, its own separate conversation. But like for me, one, there's this whole pressure for men to perform, to be the ones to like take the reins and satisfy the woman and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just comes down to like are you are you thoughtful enough like do mm. you do you care do I mean like mm-hmm. e- even if you underperformed or if the sex wasn't like super spectacular or you came too fast is I guess the problem if the guy gave two shits about her pleasure then he would make up for it or mm. you would you would do what you had to do to, to I don't know get back up or maybe you would go oral. You would find a way to satisfy her because you cared about her pleasure. Do you know what I mean? So this whole thing that of like men not being able to perform. Yeah, I could see it as like maybe the women are being unfair because of these standards that men are supposed to do it. But like if you cared about your partner's pleasure, then you would do what it took. Right. You would do what it took. Like, yeah. And that's the end of it. And they didn't. They didn't. They were like, OK, I'm going to roll over. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you if you like came fast. You can still try to get back up. Whatever. Like I said, I could keep talking. I can I can keep talking about like sex is something I can keep talking about. That's, right, that's a separate conversation. <laughs> you know what that means. You can all hit Lana up to talk about sex. Let's talk. What? Let's talk about <laughs> sex, y'all. <laughs> we'll give you. We'll give you the details at the end of this podcast. <laughs> All right, Lon. Uh, we have a lot of couples to cover, so let's, let's move keep moving. on to uh, Gino and Jasmine. Man, I lost count the number of red flags in this relationship. It's entertaining, though. It it's is. entertaining, right? It is, but I feel like she's unhinged. She gets easily unhinged. I feel, but it's maybe- like, girl, who hurt you? <laughs> You know, but that's the thing. It's true, though. She got hurt, right? Didn't she? She got burned. You can tell she, like, got, she, burned. Had, she got burned. She got burned before. Yeah, good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Now she's super defensive. She put up a wall. She's so easily insecure. And, and she overgeneralized now. Yeah. She just said, oh, you're a man. And that, that was it. Like, you can't be trusted because you're, you're a man. Yeah. And I was like, dang, okay. <laughs> Her jealousy is pretty severe. I don't know if they play it up for the camera. Because it's always at lunch or always at dinner. That's just some shit goes down, right? Yeah. So I, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe, maybe this was like a scripted scene just to play up her jealousy. But then at the same time, like she could be, maybe she is a jealous person, just like uh, was it Julia, where Julia didn't? Yeah. He's like not having it, and yeah. So yeah, I have tea to spill on this topic. On Julia? On no, on uh, Jasmine. On Jasmine. Yeah. Let's hear it. So one of our favorite podcasts, Frauded by TLC. Mm. I think they've rebranded to Frauded Media of the Fraudcast. Or, I, mean, I could be wrong here, but they recently got blocked because I won't say they, but it's actually a, a woman running the account. But they posted a screenshot of uh, Jasmine cyberbullying Gino's ex-wife just because I think Gino's ex-wife happens to be in the porn industry or something like that. Oh, um, wow. And pretty much exposed Jasmine as being a cyberbully. And I think someone reported the frauded media account and I guess it got locked out and Instagram probably threatened to like, or rather requested it the, or brought down the, the post because it was the one that was against their guidelines or whatever. yeah it's against yeah. a guideline and it was yeah. considered like harassment mm. on the accounts part but yeah jasmine is uh really wow she's really that way yeah she's really that way like i think what she portrayed on tv it's probably probably accurate, accurate. <laughs> yeah that story when lee was it leo let me check my notes or yeah leo her friend leo the hairstylist yeah and i get it like okay you burned your hair but she was laughing when she was like i was gonna kill that bitch yeah she was gonna choke a bitch or something like <laughs> yeah yeah and she was laughing ah, i almost did like i'm like dude that's serious <laughs> like my jaw dropped because i'm like how is she laughing at those violent tendencies and you can tell that gino was also you know it was afraid. uncomfortable yeah, yeah totally so what do you think about her materialism oh my god yeah let's talk about that because i i want to say that that kind of crossed the line for me in the sense that Mm -hmm. you i don't think you should change your partner you know unless he or she or they specifically ask for a makeover and her motivation is also not from like a good place she just wants him to look good because she wants 
to impress a friend. Yeah, impress a friend, and she pretty much wants a, uh, an arm candy, right? Mm. I'm not into that type of behavior. And by the way, because of that shopping trip, I found out that the Panama currency is as strong as the U.S. currency. Mm. You know, I thought uh, maybe Gino is exaggerating, and turns out one U.S. dollar is really yeah. Roughly one Panama. I forgot. It's not pesos. It's the currency, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I guess Panamanian are probably doing well, like as a country, because as you know, they they're known for their canals, right? So, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. He was unemployed for months. How you expect him to pay for a five hundred dollar shopping spree? Yeah. Like, where's your head at? Like, where's your sense of empathy? And when she said, when she was like, "Really." What am I going to tell him? And then he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? Here's my take. I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I disagree with her approach, right? Mm-hmm. Again, communication. If mm-hmm. Gino was like, well, I can't drop $512, but maybe I can get a nice shirt and, and some pants. Like, how about that? Or, yeah. or something like that. Because there's an argument to be made. If you were meeting my, if you... If anyone was meeting my friends for the first time and I wanted my friends to like this person and obviously to paint my whoever I'm dating in a good light, I would want them to, you know, get a good first impression. So I kind of understood that too, but -hmm. I wouldn't force them to spend 512 bucks, but I I understand where that's coming from. So maybe they could have compromised a little on that. Um, Take him to the thrift store or something. Yeah, or something. There was a sale rack. I yeah. was like, does it have to be Nautica? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, Nautica? Damn. Yeah, it was like... It, it is was, Nautica it was, still... Uh, not, <laughs> in, in Panama, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. Damn, $500 worth of Nautica products? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, the shirts and all that stuff. What? So, you know. Crazy. So there's that. And then I think, too, for her, this is where, you know, I was really on the fence about. I think for her, gift giving is a love language. Mm, yeah yep. she wasn't so, impressed with the electric t- toothbrush yeah and it it doesn't have to be expensive if it's thoughtful yeah. um and i think they played or she played up too much the price tag about it especially when she used the word cheap when she said oh he thinks he can be cheap like that didn't play well in her favor mm. but i think too that maybe she just wanted something thoughtful yeah. like What's the thought behind a toothbrush that my hygiene's bad? You know, it, it, it brings us back to the big ed with the mouthwash and all that stuff. Like, yeah. what are you trying to say? Like, and she didn't have like super expensive gifts too, but it was cute. It was coupley, you know, like I'm dating some crazy person and she's like, I'm the crazy person. Yeah. It was cute. It was joking, kind of self-deprecating, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, this is my guy, right? Like, yeah. I, and I'm happy to be with him. Yeah. Was there was some thought behind there. So then yeah. when he's showing up with, a toothbrush, right? And one, the way he presented it was, oh, like he presented it. Here's some gifts because we're first meeting, not because it was the Christmas gift. So mm-hmm. she's thinking, oh, like, here's Merry Christmas. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I didn't, you know, and I think he winged it. I think he didn't have a Christmas gift. Yeah. I think and he <laughs> used the fact that he was unemployed as the reason, right? Yeah. I just thought that it was okay for him to get away with that just because he sponsored all her cosmetic surgery. I forgot about that. And, uh, facial forgot. enhancements and all that. So he, in his mind, he's thinking like, well, that's where all my monies are going to. 
It's a good but, thing you reminded me because I, I did. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think she may not be expecting a designer gift, but mm-hmm. probably something thoughtful to at least impress her a little bit. But yeah, he could have come up with something more creative other than a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Gino, a dead electric toothbrush is a manual toothbrush. So <laughs> technically, she can throw her manual toothbrush away. So yeah. FYI. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel bad that he cooked her breakfast, except he didn't get the concept of veganism. And he still didn't get it. He still doesn't get it until yeah. to like really spell it out for him. Like eggs come from animals. Yeah. So I cannot eat eggs. Yeah. Even and during the egg. interview when she like quizzed him or whatever, he still couldn't explain it right. And I was like, you yeah, still don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> that was just crazy how like it flew by him. Like, what is veganism? Like, I didn't still get it. What else do I want to talk about with them? I mean, other than the fact that they so slick and they kind of walked away from the cashier, you know, <laughs> saying that he forgot his wallet. Let's just go grab it and then just walk away. I think, I don't know. This is one heck of an explosive couple, I feel. I mean, she's so unhinged and he's just, I don't know. They're incompatible. You think I so? Think, I, think, I think they're, they're incompatible if they're going to work through this and this is going to be successful mm-hmm. they have to start talking to each other yeah they have to start talking to each other he has to let her know you, you know what you, i think you need to kind of like I, I know it doesn't work whenever you tell a woman to chill out or calm down like that's not you know and, and i'm not trying to be sexist i think it goes both ways if you mm-hmm. tell anybody to chill out or calm down they're going to be like who the fuck do you think you're talking to but i think he needs to let her know like your insecurity scares me you know, and I think she needs to let him know that, hey, you know, I here's my expectations because they're just so different. Mm-hmm. They're just so different. Yeah, different lifestyle. But she cares about him. I can see that. I can see where it comes from a good place. You know, I don't want my friend to look at you like you're a piece of shit because I love you and I think you're great. I get that. <laughs> Care or possessive? Possessive because she cares. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Again, I've been in these kind of toxic relationships, and I think it came from a good place. She's very domineering, though, just like Memphis. Oh, yeah. For Memphis, I think she has the upper hand. You know, she's a working woman. You know, she's been through life. For Jasmine, I think she's the more stable one. But at the same time, she's also very like she wants control over the relationship. Do you think in Memphis's case and in Jasmine's case, that they're both just kind of settling then? I still don't know what Memphis's motivation is because I feel like she should aim higher. I don't know why she's not going local. I don't know why she's going for a guy who's unemployed. I think she's just going for the exotic. She's fetishizing. Yo, totally. But for Jasmine, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. Maybe it's the green card situation. Maybe she really for the both of them. I think they don't want to be alone. Really? Yeah. Jasmine. Well, yeah. So Jasmine, again, somebody must have hurt her for her to be super possessive and also very, very jealous. Yeah. And then I think for Memphis, I think when she was telling her mom, I forget exactly how the scene went down, but Mm -hmm. like she made it seem like, well, 
you know, I have kids and I don't want to be alone. And I forgot how it went down a few episodes ago, but like, yeah. I think it's not like she settled. They're looking for love or relationship and, mm. and yeah. they're not finding it, but they're finding it with these. And I don't Schmucks. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Speaking of schmuck, we didn't cover Mike and Jimena before, but this is, I guess, a good time to yeah, uh, yeah, Jimena. I guess I hope I didn't butcher that. I just feel Mike, really stand up guy. It seems like he's pure hearted, like good intention. And then there's Jimena, who's been with a hitman who had a child from a conjugal visit. I don't want to judge her. This is not about how her past is, but I just don't know, Lon. Like, can you see yourself with someone who you cannot communicate at all? Because, like, at least with Memphis and Hamza, like, they kind of wing it, I feel. Mm. But with Jimena and Mike, it's a total, like, I don't understand you. You don't understand me. Mike speaks a bit of Spanish, but Jimena is, like, not even a lick of English, maybe a little bit here and there. But, like, I feel like they're struggling with their communication. And then if you can be in that kind of relationship and if you see them lasting longer than... No, no. This is a problem I have with every season of 90 Day Fiance, where they date somebody that they cannot communicate with. You're an adult. This is like relationship 101. It's hard enough to communicate in English when you're both fluent. Yeah. Like ask any couple out there. It's fucking tough to communicate both of you when you're speaking, when you're speaking English. The same people language. Go, yeah. Yeah. People go to therapy and people go to fucking like marriage counseling and shit like that because they have a problem communicating with each other so you you add that to a language barrier dude what are y'all getting into you know there's just so much so when you're having to argue or not even argue even if it's not an argument but you definitely need to get your point across and you're over here using google translate that's just not cool so you know (laughs) yeah communication is one of the foundations of a successful relationship so i see things like this and i feel bad i think they both care again in in all these cases y'all i think the people do care about each other yeah they're good people yeah they're good people they want to find love they think they found it but like y'all get get with the program here do you not watch 90 day fiance before you get on the show do you not see the struggles that people who have a language barrier <laughs> go through? It's tough. Yeah. And with Mike and Jimenez, it didn't actually seem too bad. It seemed bad because he's busting out the phone and he's like, they're doing it. They're doing the whole, what's it? Pole, pole and, pole and Carini. Yeah, they're doing that whole thing again. And I'm just like, but I mean, it, they seem to get along really well and stuff like that. And I think he knows a little bit. Yeah. I think he knows a little bit to where when she's talking to the producer or, or to the interviews, he knows he's yeah. like she just said i'm terrible in bed normal is that what it is like <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah. my next question to you is do you think that himana is being manipulative by not telling him about mm-hmm. the fact that she can no longer have kids just like how may i remind our listeners how big ed did it with rose and the fact that the night before she broke the news to him, she gave him a good time in bed. Nothing wrong with that. Sex is sex. But she told the producer she, during the one-on-one that she doesn't want to break the news to him until she knows that they're getting along fine. I guess mm-hmm. 
you know, giving people good sex is probably part of the manipulation. But um, what do you think about that? I'm 100% in agreement with you. Just like in Big Ed's case, you're not giving them the information for them to make an informed decision about whether they want to be in this relationship or not. You are, but by now it's too late. What you're doing is it is manipulation because you're trying to get things to work out in your favor. You're manipulating their emotions, shaping their ideas of what the future with you um, will be like, which is an inaccurate portrayal, you know, to get them emotionally involved and emotionally invested. Yeah. And then you drop the bomb when when they're like in love with you or after they just had some good sex. Right. Right. (laughs) So. It is what it is. And yeah, I'm glad you reminded people about Big Ed because that's that's exactly the situation we have that's going on here. Yeah, except unlike Rose, it seems like Mike is open to other alternative way of having kids like adoption and... But he was so disappointed about that she withheld that. Yeah, I think what we're going to see is that she's also withholding a lot of other information. And again, Mm. that could be either a part of her manipulation, like she's trying to lure him in without giving the full picture straight away, or maybe it's just bad communication, you know, like it's just communication breakdown in terms of like- Nobody is perfect, right? People get into these relationships and they completely romanticize everything. Oh, she's the woman of my dreams. You know, she's from another country. And I don't mean to say she, she, he, they, whatever, right? Yeah. You see things through these rose-colored glasses, but you don't know the full story. You don't know. You only know what they want you to know. And yeah, right from the jump, they're already from two different worlds. Like you said, her relationship history is completely different Mm -hmm. from his. Mm -hmm. And that's just one thing, like comparing relationship histories. That's just one thing. Yeah. And that story, that prison story, that was pretty crazy. And again, no judgment. I actually thought it was fucking hot, right? I was like, did I hear that right? Like, yeah, conjugal. Let me, let me rewind that. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And conjugal wasn't the exact term she used, right? So yeah. I'm just like, it happened. What? Like, she really liked the guy. Let's just say that they found a way. And I'm yeah. like, I mean, you know, if I was behind bars and I wanted to have a kid, like, it, they found a way. Yeah. So, they're just so they're from two completely different worlds and i'm not saying people from different worlds can't have a a successful relationship but try to speak each other's language first get over that barrier and and then let's see what we can work out here yeah it just seems like mike is able to accept all the baggage that comes with her but i just feel bad that he's not given the full picture because like you say, he's probably wearing that rose-colored glass and he's probably romanticizing this whole, you let's, know. Let's talk about Mike though for a second. Okay. So you said he's willing to, you know, explore these possibilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think though he's willing because he's at the end of his rope. The way he talked to his brother and because of his relationship history and he hasn't dated, I think he believes that this is this is it. This is now or never. Really? Yeah, I, well, I think so. I think he's like, he's all in on this because he's been alone. It's been a while. What did he say? Like, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, something, some, yeah. some unbelievable astronomical number where I was like, damn. Yeah. So to me, it's like, he'll what's take he going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, exactly. I don't, yeah, I've, I've been single for the last, like, 
I don't know. Like he, that's what I get from him. He has the, to yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. You know to him, mean? Jimena is the hottest woman he can catch. So he's like, okay, if I can catch this one, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And his brother is trying to say, and his uncles or whatever is like, are you, are you sure about this? Yeah. And I just feel like he thinks this is it for him. He's been single for, I don't know, for so long that that's the reason he, he started dating outside of the U.S. in the first place. Because he, he can't wasn't... get any locally. Yeah. So you're also saying that at the end of this, we're going to see a proposal from him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, just I thought think... that's where you're leading to. Because no, if, I... if this is like the be all end all for him, then yeah. we're definitely going to see a proposal no matter what she reveals to him. Right. Because if he's that sort of desperate or if he's at the end of his rope, then this is it for him. This is like, yeah, you know, go big or go home situation for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen know. those memes, that scene where he met the entire family during the first episode we got introduced to them? Mm-hmm. The meme goes, the family meeting their sponsor. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't like, see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, right? I know the camera keeps panning to the dad whenever Jimena and him engage in a PDA. Mm-hmm. And like, you, the camera will go to the dad to see how the dad reacts. And then I've just been scarring the interwebs and people will be like what's the deal with the dad like how can he be <laughs> frustrated he knows he's mooching off mike like yeah. mike really bought the entire house for them like all the furniture and everything you know like oh i must have missed that yeah what? I mean, the first episode where we got introduced to them when she did like a crypt tour she pretty much pointed out this is gifted by mike the bed was gifted by Mike. The couch is gifted by Mike. This oh, whole wow. fridge is gifted by Mike. I mean, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but Mike sponsored the entire family. <laughs> like, wow. I think they're living off him. And I feel bad because isn't Mike like he's in IT support or something? I don't know how much he earns, but maybe yeah, it goes a long way support. in Colombia. I mean, good for them, but I just feel bad because she's living comfortably thanks to Mike. But this is how invested he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Now that just seems even more manipulative. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's nice and she'll, I don't know. The more I talk about this, the more I feel like, oh, that was a pity fuck. Mm. (laughs) I feel bad now. All right. So we also got introduced to Ella and Johnny. So Johnny is a divorcee, father of one from China. And Ella is into cosplay and anime and Asian men. (laughs) Yeah. How do we feel about that, Lon? I saw some stuff online. I didn't read the articles, but just saw like the headlines that people are calling it problematic. And I think the fetishization could be problematic, but I also think she just has a genuine appreciation, right? So where do we draw the line there? I was going to ask you the same thing. Like, at what point does it cross the fetishization of the culture? Because, like, is this like a fetish for her? Or is it just a preference? Because I can say I have a preference for the type of men I'm looking for. Or, you Mm. know, you can say the same thing too. But I wouldn't say I fetishize. I'm having trouble pronouncing this, y'all. I don't know why. But (laughs) y'all know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my tongue is not rolling. I don't know why. But anyway. Like, I agree with you. I think it's more of like an appreciation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, at what point would it be crossing that line of like, okay, maybe now this is her just 
I can't pronounce the word. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me. And maybe I'll have to read more about it or speak to somebody who has that opposing perspective because I didn't see anything. And maybe me saying this is what's problematic. I don't know. But I think she watches a lot of anime and she buys relics. And I think she just appreciates it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong. Like, <laughs> I, don't. I feel like <laughs> us Asian have appreciation for like European culture doesn't mean we fetishize them. Like mm. I don't think so. It's just appreciation of the yeah. Western culture or European culture. Like and plus Johnny himself admitted that he's into the Western culture. Like right. he's actually looking forward to being at the ranch, right? Right. So I feel like it, it balances out. Like right. she's into Asian men. <laughs> He's into, you know, Western women, uh, you know, American women. So it balances out. I don't see anything problematic about their relationship, at least to me. I guess we'd have to know more because I think for me, at least when it comes down to the fetishization of Asian women. Yeah. It goes deeper than just, oh, like I like Japanese culture and things like that. It's 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 deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Yeah, exactly. It's when you sexually objectify them and I don't think she's sexually objectifying him even though they do those role play stuff over right. video calls when it comes to the fetishization of Asian women they're just so much right like yeah. the way they're portrayed in western culture the, the whole submission fetish and yeah. all this other stuff that comes with that but like I don't think it's that way with I don't uh, think so in this too. relationship with him right yeah what do you have to say about Ella and Johnny I want them to succeed. I don't know if it's their relationship or if it's the show. I think they focus a little bit too much on her weight loss. If that's what you want to do, then then that's cool. But like, it just makes their relationship, at least for me, kind of look bad. It's almost as if she's saying he wants me to lose the weight. I'm going to do it for him and he's going to help me with that. But I know I'm overweight and I kind of want to do this too. And I don't know, it just puts this whole slant on the relationship that for me just doesn't really need to be about that. But the weight, yeah. Yeah. Can I also point out that 10 pounds isn't a lot to lose? I mean, it's a good start. But yeah. like, I don't know why she said like, oh, I have to lose 10 pounds by the time he gets here. I'm like, girl, why are you pushing yourself so hard? It's like, I mean, it's not significant, but if he accepts you for who you are, would 10 pounds really matter? Like, I don't know. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just math, <laughs> mathematical to me, but like, I don't like that it's all about her weight. Right. Just like the last couple that we're about to cover is all about her disability. I think we all know what, what I'm referring to. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to know what will happen. I think the last part of the last episode is the fact that he couldn't get the visa from Singapore, mm. my country, which I guess that is a setback to them meeting up. So I, I wonder if this is one of those couples where it didn't happen. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I didn't watch a preview, but I hope it's happening. But I don't know. Maybe they'll never get a chance to meet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want them to succeed. I think they're a cute couple. It's one of those quirky ones where I think they have genuine interests and they found each other through that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's somebody out there for you. If, if I were to idealize and maybe over romanticize, there's somebody out there for everyone. Right. And they found each other like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's he obsesses over Western culture, or at least they portrayed him that way with 
I don't know if standing with a bunch of guns makes makes you obsessed with Western culture, but like <laughs> that was the photo. Oh, he's yeah, like Western culture, and he's just standing with a bunch of fucking guns. I'm like, yeah, that could be some on. exodus yeah. that he happened <laughs> to like, be taking us. That's the photo, <laughs> like TLC man, yeah, like to play but, up certain stereotype. I guess right. I don't know. Yeah, I want them to succeed as well. I think they're a cute couple. My concern is my unfounded concern is that will they have something else in common after they peel back the layers and you stop talking about anime and Asian culture? And, Mm. you know, like, I wonder if they have something else that they can connect on other than their love for each other's culture. And maybe they can. I mean, maybe they have something. They have another set of common grounds, but I'm just interested to know what that would be. I know for him, he's looking for a mom for Stoney. Right. Which it's so weird how we just talked about Hamza's mom not having value, you know, being ostracized by her own community and society. And he's having the same problem being a male divorcee in Mm -hmm. society. And people are like, oh, I'm not going to marry a father of one. Right. Yeah. I guess in Asian culture, like if you're a, a single parent, it's harder to put yourself out there. It's harder to date around because people don't want the buy one, get one free type of situation. I wanted to I wanted to speak on that, though. It's a good thing you mentioned that. Yeah, go for it. So they revealed it. And this was something I already knew, but I thought it was great that he included it on the show. Mm-hmm. TLC, the learning channel, right? Yeah. The so one yes. child policy thing? Or? Yeah. So okay. China had a one child policy. Right. And it was pretty fucked up. I don't want to get too much into it, but yep. yes, they preferred sons they, over they daughters. preferred sons over daughters. And it became a really ugly thing. Like, let's just say some babies were got buried alive. Yeah, yes. some, yeah. yeah. It was just I, I read about thing. that. Yeah. So that's what brings his value down because mm-hmm. not many women are there. It's like the women get the pick. Right. You see what I mean? Because there's more, there's very little supply, but more demand. Right. right? Yeah. So why would they pick like the single dad? Right. Right. They have their pick. There's not a lot of them. And the ones that are there are not looking for him. Right. And I was just, wow. Like it was cool that he was able to squeeze that in to kind of fit that sociopolitical impact of that policy. Yeah. The one child policy. Yep. Right. Fit that into his own story why he has he's forced to look right right yeah when he said that i thought it made total sense yeah because like you said like the women there have option especially if you live in a metropolitan city in china i don't know china that well but i'm assuming he is from like one of those metropolitan city he's not like from the countryside so i can definitely believe that there's not a lot of options for him in the dating scene speaking of which I found that one comment from his friend very insulting. The one that says, what if she press you? And um, I didn't like that. And I'm like, dude, have you seen yourself in the mirror? Yeah. (laughs) Men with boobs. (laughs) He responded pretty witty, I thought. Yeah. He retorted back to him. Oh, like like you or something. I forget exactly. Yeah, yeah, he he threw it back on him. Oh, yeah. The clap back was so good. Yeah. Silent after that. And I'm like, yeah, go Johnny. <laughs> but yeah, Johnny, I, yeah, his name's Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Go, Johnny, go, go, go. Hey, so his story is totally believable, like why he's looking outside of the country. Because I know it's so quick for people to say, well, China is a country of like, I don't know how many billion. It's like, surely you can find a partner there. But I think people don't know 
like you say, the socio-political impact from that one child policy that they had a while back. And and I was also thinking like that's such a flawed policy because if everyone has son, how are you going to procreate? Who's left to procreate? Right. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, have they thought that far out? Like if right. everyone has a son and it makes sense for people in the countryside because they need hands to mend the farms. I get it. But then in the city, I, I wonder if people still practice that because have you guys thought about who's going to procreate? Because right now only women can procreate. So, right. you know, right. It's a, you know, I don't know if it's vanity, but it's, it's so that men, right. Can continue their bloodline. The I guess yep. it ends. Right, right, right. It ends yeah. with them. Yeah. Right. <sighs> anyway, I thought we can finish this podcast with Alina and Caleb. So much to say. I have so much to say too, Lon. Do you want me to start? <laughs> start. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> so I remember the last time we recorded, I said I was very wary of Caleb because I thought he might have the wrong intention. You know, he came off very experimental. Someone who's like, hey, let's try this out. Let's have a relationship with a dwarf, you know, or someone with a disability, right? I think I'm, I'm wrong here. Or at least it's starting to be clear that I'm kind of wrong because Alina, is, she's not who she portrays herself to be. First of all, I was deeply offended when she was offended that he didn't kind of throw himself at her during the first night because mm-hmm. dude you just came off a 20 plus hour flight who the fuck can perform <laughs> after that like i would be tired i'm pro sleep at that point like i advocate you taking a rest so that you can actually perform or at least get over your exhaustion and i don't like how she was very insistent on getting intimate like she really want to get past third base. <laughs> it is a red flag to me because I'm like, okay, I don't understand where she's coming from. And then I guess I realized, okay, maybe I should practice a little bit of empathy. Maybe it's because she, it's a way of validating his relationship with mm-hmm. her or his love towards her. And I thought, okay, but that's still un- unhealthy though. And it's a little bit toxic. And then it just became more and more annoying how she's like really gagging for it Mm. and then i i went down a rabbit hole (gasps) she you know she admitted that she was in a relationship two months before (coughs) caleb came to visit or caleb and her got together so i'm like there's something about elena that's not right and then recently someone exposed her using the n-word exposed <gasps> what oh did you catch that slow <laughs> yeah okay here's the thing oh, no. tempted to use the n-word except instead of gg like the spelling n you know n i g she used n i q q but it's still pronounced you know if you want to pronounce it out loud it's still the n-word it's the end and she kind of tried to do a i would say she tried to do a blackface but she did uh, paint herself as a man like she had beard and all that and i mean if you go on reddit people are already like posting that all over i just went down a rabbit hole because i'm like why is she doing this and then it turns out that prior to 90 day alina has has been clout chasing basically she has she has cameos only fans 
she was heavily promoting her burlesque show and you know her band and everything. So I think she's not as innocent as we wow we think she is. And again, I I mean I hate to say all this because obviously she has a disability and I should be kinder, but I feel like I want to treat her as an equal too. So if she's on her bad behavior, I want to call it out as well. Mm. And I think a lot of people <clears throat> do, right? Because all of us are just as massively disappointed when we find out that A, she used the N-word. And then B, she is kind of a cloud chaser. And I think C, she's not being upfront with Gallup as well. Like she was previously in a relationship prior to meeting him. So what's going on, Alina? Like, I don't know. <laughs> She fooled us, man. Yeah. <laughs> she fooled. She. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I obviously it's not just us, but like a lot of people are just like, hey, I was a fan, but now I'm like disappointed. That know? changes everything. <laughs> it right. changes everything. Because you want to be in her corner. You want to root for them. But if this is a fake relationship as what some people are claiming it to be, mm-hmm. then what the hell? She's no different from... Andrew or like a uh, Jesse or a Tom Brooks or you know whoever else that took us for a ride. Why is she doing this? Stepanko. You know, like a Stepanko, right? He's Stepanko. She's a Russian Stepanko. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's man. That's super interesting. I thought her intentions wow. were pure. I thought she was doing it because she was really looking for love, but the curtains are being pulled and. It's another Britney or Stepanko, another cloud chaser. Yeah, I was going to compare that to Britney. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what do you think? I, <laughs> I was on. I was. I was on her side. It's funny because as you were talking, it was just in such a sharp contrast to what notes I was taking. Well, why don't you um, give your version so that you know? I don't want to promote bias here, but you know. Well, no, no, no. So you 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 touched up on it, right? You touched up on it a little bit that you started to kind of see it as, okay, well, I want to validate your feelings for me. Where, where do we stand? So I think a bulk of my note-taking and perspective was from that lens was like, dude, are you into her? Are you fucking not? You know what I mean? And, and, and I think too, because I came in here, not really sure about Caleb, not really liking him that much. So then to me, the way I saw it and maybe still see it, is he's not being upfront with her. He's kind of like dangling a carrot. He was all about it at first. First, he was like, oh, I wonder how we're going to have sex. Am I going to kiss her like this? Or am I going to go like that? And then you get there, you're not showing any affection when it does get intimate because it did get intimate. And then you're like, no, we're going to hold off. Dude, why are you leading her on? If you know in your heart that this isn't going anywhere, just say, look, this is really not what I expected. But that was like day two, though. So I feel like the different perspective here is that maybe he really is sincere and he wants to like hold off on the sex because he's like, well, let's get to know each other first. And there she is like, hey, kiss me. Hey, like, can we get it on? I think if a guy is really interested, though, here's what I think. I think he's he's torn. I think he is a nice guy. He cares about her feelings. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to hurt her in the end Mm -hmm. by going all the way. Yeah. So, you know, he goes some of the way, but that's just going to hurt more in the, that's just going to hurt more in the end because now you're thinking that there is something there. And he's like, I just want to take things slow and all this stuff like that. Just say no, just say you're not interested in that. Yeah. That's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but like you're leading, you're leading her on, dude. 
eventually they did it, and I thought, okay, so oh, they do, in- yeah. It, he, like, remember that during the preview, she was boasting to her friend, like, oh, I took a ride on the disco stick, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I you got your, I you got your thing fulfilled, but now it makes <laughs> Caleb look better because you said that I'm, I miss, I didn't see that preview, yeah, and it now it makes him look better because he was taking his time trying to get to know her and trying to like psych himself up, and also, like you said, trying not to hurt her because it's his first time doing it with someone that's like her and i would like to think that he doesn't know what he doesn't know like he doesn't know how to go about it and maybe that's why he was hesitant and who could blame him i mean first night he was tired second night he's still trying to get to know her and okay maybe the third fourth night that's when they bang and i thought that came out pretty normal and natural as opposed to her that's like complaining about Oh, he didn't kiss me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I read on. Like, I read that as if he felt pressured and forced because of her friends and because of her, and that it was all out of reluctance. I didn't think it was genuine when he was like, all right, I think there was. Let's go. And to me, it was just like, you're only doing that now. Because you're in this position now where you yeah. where you feel like you have to prove it. That's the way I read it. I think that there was reluctance, but it's also not fair to pressure him to That's do true. it. Yeah. You know? If so, the tables were turned and it was some guy going or I don't know, wanting pressuring a woman into sex, I'd be like, hey, cool off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in this case, it's her wanting it really badly and Mm -hmm. i just thought hey girl slow down like he's gonna be there for two weeks like i'm pretty sure out (laughs) of 14 days you're gonna get it somehow right it's one Um, of those things where i think we've talked about this on the phone and you said you wanted me and that you were gonna do all these things i don't know what they talked about on the phone but i could kind of get that i'd be scared too i'd be like shit he's not feeling me why isn't he ripping my clothes off what is it, 13 years they've been friends? And yeah. I don't know. They've had phone sex? I don't know. No? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a, hey, phone sex is a normal thing okay. in a long distance I, relationship. I know. I, okay. Listeners, I, I'm sorry I made a face. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe because I'm like really phone sex snob. I don't know. But yeah, sure. By all means, have tons of phone sex, y'all. I, <laughs> I just don't know why I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I think of them as innocent and I don't know. Maybe it's naive on my end to think that, oh, Alina is probably like very innocent. and. Well, now that I know that that she's completely not who she portrays herself to be, sometimes I forget that, right? That this is TV and this is TLC and this is 90 Day Fiance. And as much as we talk about, right, as much as we talked about scripted scenes and people not being real like I, I forget that even the sweetest people could be completely portraying themselves that way and they're not who they say they are or they're not who they portray themselves to be yeah that's interesting I think the jury is still out I want to see where they're heading with this relationship I want to see if it's even genuine because like I say I went down the rabbit hole a lot of people are speculating that this is fake and Caleb is just in it to be on tv and she's in it to get more traction on her career or whatever side hustles that she's up to so we'll see i mean we'll see anything else lon because otherwise we can wrap it up with our wtf moment nah, that's, that's it for me all right so what is your wtf moment 
This entire season is for me has been super, super, super entertaining. I think for me, it was the whole Caleb situation with with Alina. And maybe I'm reading this all wrong. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's into her. And I think for me, that was a huge WTF. This is the toughest watch. I think they're all cringy and entertaining in their own way Mm -hmm. and and endearing in their own way. But this Caleb Alina one is, is difficult for me to watch because he just doesn't seem into her at all. And uh, and the friends are are looking out for her and they're like, you know, they have their suspicions like, wait, you didn't kiss her. Yeah. You know, especially her best friends. Like, did you kiss her at least? No, nah, man, we didn't kiss. You know what I mean? So then you know, to see her one, like throwing herself at him and him going, I just want to take it slow and all this stuff as a guy. <laughs> if a woman's like, hey, <laughs> if I've been talking to a woman for a very long time. Yeah. And then she's just like, I'm going to seal this deal or not. Like, yeah. The last thing I would say, especially if we've been like talking for so long and we've been the sexual tension that, and that's the thing, right. Is during these long distance relationships and you've been away from so long, there's all the sexual tension that's built up. So like for him to be like saying, no, let's slow this down. Let's slow this down. I'm like, dude, you're not into her. You're not into yeah. her, man. Yeah. Fucking just tell her that dude. Yeah. And maybe, again, I'm projecting here, but maybe he's old-fashioned. Maybe he's all about, let's get to know you first and let's figure out the logistics of this intercourse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... You'll figure it out, though. You always... <laughs> I guess, yeah. You just right. figure, it out, you figure it out, though. You, you know, there's definitely... Clothes come off and you figure do. it out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see it your way too long. I think he, maybe there was that hesitancy because he's not into it. But I can also see that he's being pressured and he's like, okay, I cannot perform when I'm being pressured. I see that too. I, tired, I see that too. You know? Don't force this. Like, yeah, I'm if, not, we're not there yet. And I remember he said that he wants things to organically happen. So maybe he's of that mindset that, okay, if it happens, if we click, it's going to go. Like, if we don't, or if, if we don't get this going, then maybe it's a slow start for them. But, it, you know, as we found out in an upcoming episode, you know, she gets to write his disco stick. So. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> get it, girl. All right. So my WTF moment, it's a very minor one, but damn, Gino's never going to remove his head, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to know. <laughs> didn't, she the say, didn't she say that he, he did, but then the lights were off so she couldn't yeah. see his head? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gino. <laughs> That's the severity of his insecurity, though. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. actually, when you think about it, they're both insecure. Yeah. They're just acting out. It, they're just manifesting different it different ways. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A- and the other WTF factor is him not knowing that vegans don't eat eggs. WTF. Well, bro, yeah. where have you been? <laughs> WTF. <laughs> it's not a new concept. <laughs> yeah. He and has some funny tell- scenes in there. <laughs> yeah. And she keeps telling him, like, I don't eat anything that comes from animals. And he's like, but you're okay with eggs, right? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, keep that scramble to yourself anyway I have a couple of uh, tea to spill Spill Um, we mentioned Stepanko just now and it turns out she had a near heart attack because of the diet (laughs) yeah because of the farts that she produced so I don't know thoughts and prayers (laughs) (laughs) so I don't feel bad I mean if you're selling fart jars for a thousand dollars should I feel bad for you? I mean, 
I feel bad for the people buying it, but yeah. Um, With that said, I respect her hustle. I respect I her hustle too. I feel bad for the people buying it because they're probably schmucks or they're probably that perverted. Mm, they're like, oh, let's get some of that fart smell from yeah, them. yeah. Anyway, Lon, I'll be watching after the ninety days or the new Darcy and Stacy. Because no. we do it so big. <laughs> We do it big. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. I think uh, I think I'll catch. I'll give it a shot. I don't know if I'll stick with it. Yeah. If, if there's no content to talk about, then we're, we're I'm definitely gonna watch that for the content. Yeah. But <laughs> I think if our listeners want to hear us talk about Darcy and Stacy, the new season, or if they want us to talk about after the ninety days, then obviously we're open to talk about it. Because um, otherwise, there's just a lot of ninety day content, right? Um, mm-hmm. nowadays right because there's 90 days in paradise that we don't even we don't cover that yeah we don't cover that I do have to say I'm extremely entertained by David and Annie on after the 90 days it's, it's a separate spinoff right it is a separate so they're only focusing on David and Annie and this is Ty Annie so David and Ty Annie and okay. uh, Lauren and Alexi are those going to run concurrently? No, it's in the After the 90 Days series. Oh, so it's, it's After the 90 couples. Days, but there's both couples. Lauren and... Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I this thought is... it was two separate shows. No, like... no. This runs after Darcy and Stacy on TLC every Monday night. If you're in the US. I don't know about other countries, but in the US. Twitter yeah. poll? Yeah. What would you rather we talk about? <laughs> exactly. Okay. But yeah. Let us know too, y'all. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the deets right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, follow the podcast, and let us know if you want us to cover Darcy and Stacy or after the 90 days. You can find me on Instagram at lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore L-A-W-N. Click on the link in my bio for additional socials. Cool. Yep. So I know this is a lot to cover. We had a lot of grounds to cover. So thank you for listening, you guys. Till next time. Thank you again. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.